Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. Remember, you can contact me on the Dr. Wyatt Show Monday through Thursday with your marriage questions from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. The number to call is 720-307-7347. If you don't reach me, leave a voicemail and I'll respond back to your question on the next Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. Well, welcome to 2022. I hope you had a nice holiday break. Hopefully you got to listen to my last podcast episode series on how to make it through the holidays without killing your partner. We took a trip to Texas and as most travel is, it's always nice to go and nice to come back. So thankfully I've had a few days to recover and get organized before I'm starting my week today. So hope you had a nice vacation or a nice holiday as well. Today I'm gonna talk about three reasons not to give up on your marriage. It's so easy to give up on marriage for so many reasons. Divorce is everywhere in our culture. I was raised in a divorced home. My wife was raised in a divorced home. I'm sure you were probably raised in a divorced home. Maybe you've been divorced or you have family that's been divorced or your friends are divorced. It's everywhere. Therefore, when we get upset, when we get hopeless, when we get discouraged in our marriage, it's so easy to start thinking about divorce because it's everywhere. So it's a constant reminder that that could be an answer. That could be an easy way out. Just get a divorce. Everyone else is. And so therefore we think about divorce as an option way more than our grandparents did or our great grandparents did because no one got divorced back then. Therefore, back then when you went through hard times, you had to learn to make things better. You had to learn to work with those challenges because getting a divorce was so socially unacceptable that it encouraged people to work harder and dig deeper because they knew divorce was not an option for them. Now, having said that, sometimes you need to get a divorce. You need to get a divorce if you're in an abusive relationship. If your partner is abusive, most likely you need to get a separation and a restraining order and it's probably gonna end in divorce because no one should tolerate abuse. Likewise, if you're in a relationship and your partner has had an affair and they refuse to cease contact with that affair person, you should get a separation and if nothing changes, that will probably lead to divorce. Also, if you're in a relationship and your needs are not met and you've talked about your needs to your partner and they don't care. They don't respond to your needs. And you've worked with a couples counselor for three to six months and your partner still refuses to work on meeting your needs better. Get a separation. And if they do not change, that could lead to divorce. So you don't wanna be committed to this long-term covenant approach to marriage if you think it means you're gonna be miserable and you have to tolerate mistreatment or abuse or infidelity. It doesn't mean that because those are exceptions where separation and eventual divorce are permissible. However, a lot of us consider divorce when those things are not happening. 
And I'm guilty of this. In my own marriage, there's been several seasons of winter that I've been through since 1999. And I had to think through in my mind, is this adultery? Is this abuse? Is this abandonment? And it wasn't those three things. So for me, I knew that divorce was not an option. And so I had no choice but to dig in deeper and work harder because I personally wanted to strive toward a long-term covenant approach to marriage. So let's go through the reasons. Three reasons not to give up on your marriage. The first one is don't give up on your marriage if your partner is open to receiving support. If your partner is open to receiving support, there's hope. And there's so much different avenues of support you can access. There's podcasts like this. There's blog posts. There's apps. There's books. There's all sorts of support out there. And for me, for example, if you go to my website, drwyattfisher.com, you'll see I've developed a lot of resources for couples so that they can reach out for support. I have an app called Keep the Glow. I have a book called The Total Marriage Refresh. I have a conference, which is the book called The Total Marriage Refresh. I have a group of relationship coaches that I've trained and I supervise so that they can help couples. I have a blog. I have this podcast. I have a lot of resources to help couples. One of the reasons I have so many resources is because every couple is different and every partner is different with what kind of resource they want. Some people feel more comfortable reading a book. Others feel more comfortable listening to a podcast. Others want to attend a conference. Others want to work with a coach. Others want to use an app. So every person's a little different. So the variety is nice so that couples can pick and choose their entry point that they feel most comfortable with. My recommendation is use them all. Use all of the resources. Look at the blog, listen to the podcast, get the app, read the book, attend the conference, work with a relationship coach, do all of it because that's going to maximize your relationship the most. But everyone needs a different level of support. Some people just need a mild level, some need a moderate level, some need a major level. But you have all these options. So the first thing to consider is don't give up on your marriage if your partner is open to receiving support. If they're open to receiving support, that means they've cracked the door. They've opened that door to help, to support. And it's hard to reach out for help. I know firsthand. When my wife and I went through winter in our relationship, I had a really hard time reaching out for support because I was a therapist. And I thought, I can fix our marriage. I can fix these dynamics. And for us, it was sexual brokenness where my wife had all this trauma from her upbringing, which made her want nothing to do with sexual contact in our relationship. I responded poorly to that rejection with anger. And then we got a vicious cycle going on that nearly drove us to our knees. And I was resistant to reach out for help because at the time I was a therapist in training and I thought, I can do this. I can fix us, but eventually I learned I can't. I can't be our own therapist. My wife does not see me as a marriage therapist. I am not objective because I'm in it. I'm in the relationship. So it took me a while to swallow my pride and reach out for help, but I'm so glad that I did. 
So glad that we did because that started a multi-year journey of us reading books, listening to podcasts, going to conferences, and working with a therapist. We did that for years in order to heal our brokenness. And it worked. It moved us out of winter and into spring. And spring is where you start falling back in love because your needs start being met again. You start working through those resentments. So I know how hard it is to reach out for support, but if your partner is willing and open to support, do not give up on the relationship. The second reason not to give up on your relationship is because change takes time. Your partner may need more time to improve. They may need more time to work on their growth areas. They may need more time to learn how to meet your needs more effectively. Change takes time. Every behavior we have creates a neuronal pathway in our brain. Therefore, changing those behaviors is hard because it literally requires creating new neuronal pathways in our brain. Think of it as a hiking trail. I live in Colorado, I love to hike, and so hiking is a great analogy. Think of a hiking trail. It's a well-worn path. That's the default behavior in your marriage or the default behavior your partner has. And if you want them to create new behavior, it's as if you're asking them to create a brand new hiking trail, a trail that's never been walked on, a trail that's brand new, and right now, you can't even see the trail because it's not formed yet. So they have to start walking along the grass. They have to start creating that path and walk along that trail a lot before you can even notice there's a new trail. And eventually that new trail can become the dominant trail. And the old trail, because you never use it, will eventually get overgrown with thistles and trees and bushes so that eventually you can't even notice that old trail. It's still there, but you can't quite see it. But instead you see the new trail. That takes time. That takes a lot of time for your partner to create those new behaviors. So that's another reason not to give up in your relationship because change takes time. The third reason not to give up in your relationship is because you're not perfect either. No one is perfect in the relationship. So the goal for all of us is to figure out what's my part? How am I contributing to these vicious cycles? How am I making things worse? What do I say and do that contributes to these negative dynamics in my marriage? Our tendency is to only focus on our partner's problems because they're glaring and they hurt our feelings and they make our needs not met. So we hyper-focus on them, understandably. But what most of us under-focus on is our own growth areas. How do we need to get better? How do we need to improve? You have no reason to give up on your partner until you're doing an amazing job as a partner yourself. Only then do you have the freedom to critique your partner when you're free of critique yourself. So the other reason, the third reason not to give up on your marriage is because you're not perfect. And I'm also guilty of this. There's been so many times in my marriage where I've hyper-focused on my wife's problems, my wife's issues, my wife's hang-ups that hurt me, that I've failed to focus on, how am I making it worse? 
How am I contributing to this problem? What am I doing that's contributing to her behavior that's hurting me? And when I started thinking of that, it showed me I've got some work cut out for me. I've got some growth areas. I have some new trails that I need to create because I'm not perfect. I've got some flaws. I've got some brokenness. I've got some weaknesses as a partner that I need to work on. I can't be critiquing my wife if I also have growth areas and problems and brokenness. We all have it. So that's the third reason not to give up because you're also not perfect. Work on you. Ask your partner how you could improve. Ask your partner how you could be a better person, a better spouse, and then work on your part. And that in and of itself could inspire your partner to work more on their part. So those are three reasons not to give up on your marriage in 2022. Number one is if your partner is open to support. Number two, remember that change takes time. And number three, remember that you are not perfect either. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to click the five stars, leave a review, and subscribe so you get noticed or a notification on the next podcast episode that will come out. And remember, the best way to pay it forward, if you appreciate this podcast, is to tell one person about it. Would you do that for me? Text one person today about the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. For more marriage resources, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is alive. So if you nurture it and care for it, it will grow. But if you deprive it and neglect it, it will wilt and die. The choice is up to you. Take care.